Today on We Hear, today's show host Hoda Kotb is opening up about loneliness during the pandemic. Iconic sex therapist Dr. Ruth has plenty of corona advice for horny people. And we have even more updates on the Tiger King coming up next on We Hear. Oh my God. We're on page six? No. Oh, no. Yeah. Another divorce splashed across page six. Page six would have a field day. Hey there, I'm Maggie Coglin. And I'm Ian Moore. Welcome to We Hear, a Page Six podcast. We hear all the celebrity dirt from our exclusive sources, and you hear the story behind the story. Hi, Ian. Maggie, how's it going? Pretty good. I feel like we have some like really good scoops right now, and I'm super excited to report them to everyone because... We've been hearing from the We Here listeners, and you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for reaching out to us. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Maggie. Actually, so what's the story behind the story? Hoda Kotb has been holding it down at the Today Show, right? Broadcasting from 30 Rock. For a while, she's been the only person there at Today. And she said that it's downright eerie going into NBC where the hallways are so empty, you can hear your own footsteps. You know, there's no fans outside that window. Yeah, we have a great uh, interview with Hoda from Sara Nathan, and she talks about how lonely it is because she's, you know, leaving for work at 3.45 in the morning. She's living outside of the city with her fiance, Joel Schiffman, and their two young daughters. And this is not the job she's used to doing. She's used to crowds cheering. She's used to her co-hosts and all their fun little exchanges and you might remember just i guess it was like a week ago was it a week ago what is time in the <laughs> age of coronavirus when drew breeze donated money to the city of was it new orleans yes right? maggie because he's the quarterback <laughs> of the new orleans Listen, the other day it took me four minutes to spell the word directions so god help me if i could remember mm. where drew breeze is from a fact that i probably couldn't remember on a regular day we're using so, the letter x in directions or Direction <laughs> or a K Spice. and an X, and a K and an X. Are you writing one direction? Yeah. Anyway, so Hoda she was Kotb. crying. Right. She was she... crying after Drew Brees made that donation, and I cried too. You did? Oh my god! Yeah, I was so oh, Maggie, moved. I'm Hoda, sorry. Hoda, she really touched my heart. She's this fixture that we see on t- on TV all the time, and she's so lighthearted and jovial, and like. She's incredible at her job, and to see her kind of struggling with the loneliness and the isolation really moved me. Well, she did break down on the air, Maggie, and she said that um, it wasn't the coronavirus pandemic and all the sort of deaths and uh, that that made her break down. It was actually Drew Brees' generosity. He donated $5 million to New Orleans. I guess Hoda Kotb used to work in New Orleans. She said in her interview with Sarah Nathan that it's kindness that brings her to tears, not cruelty, and that his generosity just you know, made her break down. But then she subsequently talked about the sort of lonely, loneliness and isolation that she feels um, going to work at the Today Show. So maybe it all sort of came to a head when she was interviewing Drew Brees. Meantime, Savannah Guthrie, Hoda's co-host on Today, she's been broadcasting from her basement out in the country. She had come down with a cold and out of an abundance of caution, wasn't coming into work. Hmm. How does Savannah feel? Is she lonely? 
Well, apparently not. Savannah, so Savannah Guthrie was broadcasting from her basement at her country house. And we actually have a, a shot of her setup in the basement on page6.com. And if you take a look at it in the story, it's a pretty impressive setup. Unlike ours, I mean, <laughs> she, so, so she, she, NBC basically weeks ago, it turns out that NBC had outfitted her basement with a home studio and it's a pretty professional setup. I mean, it's complete with like a teleprompter lighting, some soundproofing, you know, uh, different monitors and camera situation, but Without having any camera operator there or producer on site, she's had her husband, Mike Feldman, who's a high-powered DC political consultant. He's actually been operating her camera and operating all the all the technical equipment there. This is the perfect example of get you a man who can do both. He can be a high-powered DC consultant. Right. He can be a great husband and dad, and he can come in handy as your camera operator. Great choice, Savannah. Good yeah. job. He's going to end up in the union after all of this, <laughs> um, which could come in handy. But Savannah Guthrie said that he's been, you know, um, firing up the cameras um, and the monitors and the lights and stuff in his pajamas um, and then basically phoning into the, um, you know, NBC central command to uh, – to link in from their basement. The other thing, Maggie, is in this photo, I kind of zoom. It's it's not only do they have the cameras and the lights, and Savannah Guthrie has said that she's been wearing. You can't. She wears sort of a professional. I mean, newscasters do this in general, where like from the waist up, they look like they're wearing a suit or something, you know, mm-hmm. really professional. But then they're wearing jeans. She said that she's even been, you know, barefoot basically. She's barefoot in this photo. She's barefoot in the photo. But the one thing that caught my eye besides the incredibly professional technical setup is right next to her, there's even a table. I don't know if Mike Feldman set this up for her too, but there's a table. She has, she has not one, but two beverages. She's got a mug. She's got a hot beverage and a cold beverage. Looks like she has a stapler. There's tape there. There's tissues. There's her hair may- looks good. Maybe some surgical gloves. Yeah. There's her script. They've got I, – I should take some cues from this, Maggie. There seems to be like a calculator. I don't know what she's adding up. Um, <laughs> you know, different statistics. But this I is mean, what, very I mean, what impressive. do you have? Maggie, you don't even want to know. First of all, I'm under a blanket right now, as you can see, which is my soundproofing. And then I guess I have some bubbly water that I poured for myself, which is actually totally inaccessible. I've got my microphone. This is pretty much it. I A blanket like and some seltzer. I've got a blanket and seltzer. I've got a pillow and my little sound station and my seltzer. And if we don't get sponsored by seltzer by the end of this, I will be shocked. Because That's it is the true. premier beverage of we here at Page Six Podcast in the pandemic. That's true. And as you know, my hit dad rap single, Poppin' La Croix. <laughs> Are you still on La Croix or La Croix? You know, I've, I've moved actually, over to Bubbly. Oh, Bubbly? I'm bubbly. on Polar. I'm on Polar oh. Seltzer now. So mm. any of those places. Actually, one of our producers has been begging us to uh, – to get soda streams. So that could be another 
potential sponsor to we might have to save that for next week cut down on exciting uh, but yeah so savannah guthrie um she's got her setup hoda cotby though she's been going to work as you said and leaving at 3 45 a.m but apparently nbc also equipped her with a home studio but she said it's it in her garage at her country house nbc equipped her with the same thing as savannah guthrie but apparently it's that's in hoda cotby's garage and hoda cotby is saying She's hoping that she does not have to use that home studio set up the way Savannah Guthrie did because the garage is freezing. She doesn't want to go out there. It's probably good for the equipment, but it's bad for the talent. Meantime, mm-hmm. Savannah and Hoda have both been doing their own hair and makeup during this time. They yeah, they look great. And um, when they are in the NBC studio, apparently there's, you know, no producers really on the set. There's just one camera operator. Meantime, Al Roker, Jenna Bush Hager and Craig Melvin have been doing their bits on the Today Show from home. And the reason for that is that a staffer on their show tested positive for coronavirus. So they're not coming into work at all. So, you know, with Savannah out and then them out, it really has just been Hoda Kotby alone in 30 Rock. So while we're self-isolating, a bright light in this pandemic has been Dr. Ruth who at 91 years old, the sex therapist is giving amazing advice. You have to hear all about this. It will make you smile. Maggie, that's true. She's actually giving advice on everything from sex during the coronavirus pandemic to parenting. So there's something for everybody because if you're a parent, you're not having sex. Let's just face it. So... She basically has given advice to everyone from singles who are Mm self-isolating and Mm self-pleasuring to exhausted parents who are on the verge of getting a divorce. Dr. Ruth really has advice for everyone. I love that. It shows how much we need her at this time. The woman is an institution. She should be appointed, actually, onto the coronavirus White House panel or something like that. She She should be be sitting with Andrew Cuomo during his briefings. Yeah, I would love a daily update. And we've been getting, actually, you should be reading page six and page6.com because we've been getting some exclusive Dr. Ruth Westheimer updates. Mm-hmm. So basically, Maggie, in terms of the single and self-isolating, and you and I um, fit into both demographics in this segment. <laughs> in this life. <laughs> in this life, in this segment. So those like yourself who are at home. A single woman at bliss, home. Blissfully single. In blissfully your single. Eat, pray, love utopian bubble uh, i don't i don't know if we're gonna keep using eat pray love for me it's like eat workout overthink <laughs> eat exercise spiral yeah but it's not always spiraling i just have so much time to think about stuff, oh you know? eat eat exercise analyze yes that's it that's Got what it. i'm doing i love so, it okay and then you mine would be eat 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 no eat despair oh i know mine eat despair eat it sounds pretty on the nose i'll give it to you (laughs) so right so dr ruth westheimer was telling people who are single and isolated at home just beware of getting involved in cyber sex 
Is that even what they call it anymore? Cyber sex? You know, I really love how the word cyber has really come back into the zeitgeist during the pandemic because like the last time I thought of the term cyber sex, I think it was when I was signing into AOL as like a teen. Like, yeah, cyber sex? To me, cyber sex, it's very like late night like skinamax the other day someone told me sex or like those hbo kind of after dark or whatever that they used to have like pimps up hose down (laughs) are you talking about hookers at the point hookers at the point pimps up hose down and cyber sex 12 yeah i mean everything old is new again in the new world we just say cyber in front of everything cyber sex though now sounds very like west world it's like i think cyber sex is like having sexual relations with a robot yeah it sounds Uh, like her and west world i guess with zoom and i don't know what apps you have cyber sex on but like (laughs) facetime i don't know facetime zoom google hang google google let it all hang google let it all hang out so you so Dr. Ruth is advising people don't fall into a virtual, you know, sexual relationship because we're not, you know, totally, you know, you that you can't totally trust the technology. You should be worried. And she says, just engage in, you know, self-love for the time being and find a partner when this is all over. But beware. Which and I could see how that could go wrong because Yes, it sounds sort of sordid and whatever and gross, but I mean, as we've discussed before, what if, Maggie, you had been, you know, on the verge of a relationship with somebody or you had started dating somebody and then all of a sudden you're talking to them on FaceTime and then, you know what I'm saying? One thing like leads to another. I know what you're saying. It's all romantical and stuff. And then before you know it, you're like, oh, what have I done? Well, the other thing is that people have never been in this situation before. So emotions are running super high. There's no rule book. You don't know how this person acts pre-pandemic, how they'll act post-pandemic. So like, you don't really know what you're getting here. This could be someone on their worst day. It could be someone on their best day. And I keep thinking about that in my interactions with others. You know, like you like to give people the benefit of the doubt, but as far as in a romantic setting, be careful out there we don't know how people are going to be in actual life a source of mine at the very beginning of the coronavirus thing once everybody was working from home said you know i've been reading how there's going to be a coronavirus baby boom there's not there's going to be a coronavirus divorce boom and he was right because people are just like they're at home all day with their spouse they're on each other's nerves you know they're homeschooling they're home parenting their home everything i've mentioned that my diet mostly consists of pirate's (laughs) booty that i find at night um you know under a couch cushion uh because i'm afraid to eat my family's food because you don't want to be that guy i get it i mean i'm about to break up with myself like every single day so it it tracks i like that tom waits once had a line in the album nighthawks at the diner he has a line of like going out and getting drunk and ending up going home and taking advantage of yourself this is more like That's what going, Dr. Ruth wants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this breaking up with take you take advantage of yourself and then the next morning you, you break, break up with yourself. Um, Every night is a one night stand with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. Um but Dr. Ruth has advice for for parents and she's basically saying that like 
don't argue in front of your children. She's saying that, you know, people are on each other's nerves. And, um, you know, if you want to argue, you're going to end up stressing your kids out. You're going to end up making your children have all these anxiety problems if the parents are arguing all the time. So she actually has a great piece of advice. She says, look, if you have to argue, set your alarm for 1 a.m. and argue then. I like a woman with a plan. Yeah, exactly. She also says that if you are in a good relationship, you know, and with the other person at home, that you're going to be sitting around binge watching TV all the time so that what you should do is you should have a deal with your significant other that after every episode, you each remove an article of clothing. So wise. That's true. It is hard to get in the mood during a viral pandemic. In news only a pandemic could provide, we are getting a new episode of Tiger King. Netflix has taken mercy on our self-isolated souls, and they will deliver one more go of it. Yeah, I guess, Maggie, it's been revealed that there's going to be another Tiger King episode. So for all those people out there who just binge watch the entire thing and are like in despair that it's over and desperately searching for the next series to devour with their eyeballs. Yes. And uh, it should be here this week, which is the most exciting part. It sounds like it's a quick turnaround. And this was this this news was dropped right by one of the characters on the show. Characters or real people? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It was dropped by, what's his name? Jeff Lowe, you know, the guy who was a quote investor in Joe Exotic's zoo and then takes it over. He's the guy who goes to Vegas a lot. He is married to a woman named Lauren. He wears a lot of head coverings like a hat and a bandana at the same time. I've never tried that, but I'm going to during this viral pandemic actually. There are a few very Brett Michaels. That's actually one thing. It's like Gwyneth Paltrow had suggested, you know, learn a language during the coronavirus pandemic. And people thought that that was offensive because obviously people are losing their jobs and they have other things to do. But this is actually a good time probably to experiment with some different looks that you would never try otherwise. Like and hats? Bandana, bandana and hat. That's a good idea. <laughs> it's a little like suspenders and a belt for your head. But, you know, did you read that story about a tiger in the Bronx Zoo testing positive for coronavirus? Yes. Yes, of course. Which I'm like, is this the greatest marketing tool we have right now? This tiger testing positive and now we get a new episode? Is that a coincidence or is that kismet? Like, what is it? Totally. Well, also, our own Mara Siegler interviewed Eric Good, the co-director of Tiger King, and he said that he hasn't decided on what his follow-up project is going to be, but he hinted at what it could be. And it turns out, Maggie, that he had been filming extensively in these types of wild animal markets internationally, like the one in Wuhan, China, that reportedly mm-hmm. gave birth to coronavirus, one of these wet markets where some pretty disturbing things happen with animals. Now, the thing is, Eric Good is an, he's an animal activist um, who runs a thing called the Turtle Conservancy, which I'd mentioned before on the show. And um, 
He really made Tiger King as an animal activist. But the thing is that the show is so entertaining that it's brought in. You know, it's been Netflix's number one show for weeks now and has Mm -hmm. tons of also celebrity fans. So it's like it has the animal activism in there, but it's wrapped up in this sort of incredibly commercial package that the thing is, he's just not sure if it's the type of thing that would how do you show that, you know, it's like viewers would be sort of automatically turned off by it. No one really wants to see that. But at the same time, the thing that is interesting is it's just so timely that he basically has been filming at these same types of places that gave rise to coronavirus. So We'll see if he's able to turn that into another series. What I like about this is that it feels like Netflix is listening to its customers, which I like. You know, people were so hungry for more. We had reported about all this extra footage. And now it feels like there's a real relationship between the viewers and the streaming service, which is amazing. And I wonder if that will set a precedent going forward for how entertainment is experienced. Well, I think, Maggie, for the um, immediate term, it's going to have to be because the thing about it is is that there is a huge demand, obviously, for streaming entertainment right now um, because everyone's at home and everyone's watching. So entertainment companies have this captive audience that that's there that has this voracious appetite for content. But the problem is, is that the TV production companies and film studios can't shoot anything. They literally can't put anything into production. You can't film anything. You, you can't film anybody. So if you can put material out there from footage that you already have, and capitalize on that. That's huge. And that's what Netflix is doing here. Yeah, there's just a huge appetite for entertainment right now. It's just how do you create the entertainment to get to people? So maybe we will be seeing more things where producers will be using footage that they've had, like laying around, who knows, from other, you know, whether it's documentary documentary Mm -hmm. series, or maybe even footage from a bunch of TV shows, maybe you're like putting it together and you're like, hey, guess what? Uh, the Big Bang Theory is coming back. We it's have like 4 when, billion hours of footage that we never uh, aired. It's like when your favorite sitcom has an episode where the whole cast is just thinking about things that have already happened in previous episodes. And you're like, the, oh, man, I've seen all these clips already. Come on. Yeah, that was the obligatory one episode per season was mm-hmm. always... A couple characters get stuck in an elevator or the whole cast gets locked on the roof and the whole episode <laughs> is like, how are we going to get off this roof? And they're like, remember that time, Maggie, where that Christmas dinner didn't go exactly how we planned? <laughs> we could do, we're going to have to do that with We Here, a page yeah. six podcast. No, remember we're not going to have we had the we're Bachelorette on? Oh my God. Yeah. That feels like a lifetime ago. And I was like, why am I laughing to being nice? What was that all about? Save it for the bloopers reel, Ian. Bloopers and cyber sex. We're really going back in time with this episode. (laughs) Well, that's it for this episode of We Here. Our show is produced by Jamila Zara-Williams and Melissa Caceres. We love to hear your questions and ideas for the show. We've got plenty of time, people. Is there a celebrity you're dying for us to dish on? Email us your hot takes, your thoughts, whatever you're going through at podcasts at nypost.com. 
to hear the latest We Hear episodes, be sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your preferred podcast platforms. And don't forget to leave us a review. We will be back tomorrow with more Page Six exclusives. See you then.